When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We have got a lot to dive into. uh, And I want to begin today talking about AOC being upset because someone stood on the steps of the United States Capitol and called her a big booty Latina, uh, and also said, you're my favorite big booty Latina who wants to kill babies. Uh, The person, the comedian who was doing this in a video that has since gone viral that you may have seen, a man named Alex Stein. Uh, Video's pretty funny, all right? Um, And it's funny because it is satire uh, drenched with parody, ridiculing the hypocrisy of AOC who does not believe that Supreme Court justices deserve privacy, but is upset that people would heckle her. Uh, Now, let me make my position abundantly clear here, all right? I believe that whether you are Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever your political leanings might be, you deserve the right to have a normal life. If you disagree with someone, whether they are liberal, whether they are conservative, whether they are independent, male, female, gay, straight, black, white, Asian, or Hispanic, I don't think there's much to be gained by walking up and confronting them and letting them know that you disagree with their opinion. That's my personal belief, okay? For the most part, I get only positivity when I am out and about bars, restaurants, wherever I may be. People come up and they say nice things, and that's great. I get virtually non-existent criticism in public. Uh, But even if I did get criticism in public, I don't support it. I'm not Maxine Waters. I'm not out there telling people they need to get up in people's faces and confront them. I think that's all the wrong perspective. And you guys know that I've been saying whether you're a liberal Supreme Court justice, conservative Supreme Court justice, somewhere in the middle... I don't think people should show up outside of anyone's home and protest them uh, in their residence. I'm just not big on protesting in general, right, in public. If you want to go stand around in a hot street corner and stand there with a poster board and yell about some political belief you have it, more power to you. I think that sounds like a miserable way to spend a day personally. But if you want to do it in an arena where... Public uh, protest is, uh, is common. If you want to stand outside of the Supreme Court, if you want to stand outside of the White House, uh, if you want to stand outside of Congress somewhere and make your voice heard, more power to you, okay? Personally, I don't believe that anybody's residence, and I'm not counting the White House as a residence because it's a public space with tons of people who work there as well, and it's got a big uh, fence surrounding it and everything else, but private residences to me, are not the location where we should be protesting. And I also don't agree with the concept of if somebody you disagree with politically is out to dinner, you should go outside and chant during their eating 
uh, like happened outside of Morton's uh, Steakhouse with Justice Brett Kavanaugh recently. I just personally disagree with that. But if you make that argument, and remember AOC voted against additional security for Supreme Court justices and has since been sending out all sorts of tweets and Instagram messages about how she supports criticizing Supreme Court justices. If you decide that that is your political perspective, then I don't think you can get upset when somebody stands in a public space on the Capitol steps and says that you are their favorite big booty Latina who also wants to kill babies. Uh, Again, that is Alex Stein's work. My understanding is that is actually funny satire, okay, Uh, that is ridiculing AOC's perspective. AOC, in my limited experience with her work, is essentially an Instagram influencer who got elected to Congress. Now, I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram, but Instagram seems to me to be a place where really good-looking people, women more often than men, decide that they are going to influence in a variety of different fields. You got Instagram influencers in fitness, Instagram influencers in relationships, Instagram influencers in fashion, in travel, in skincare products, whatever. I don't even, most of these things I don't buy. I've said for a long time, you know the only places I, this is not even me being uh, hyperbolic. The only places that I shop are Amazon.com, and Costco. I don't remember the last time I bought anything that wasn't from Amazon or from Costco. I got so many Kirkland products you wouldn't believe. I'm sitting here right now trying to think when the last time that I would have bought something other than in a Instagram, other than, sorry, I don't know how to buy anything on Instagram, other than on Costco or on uh, or on Amazon. Okay, so I'm not Uh, super knowledgeable about the uh, Instagram influencer base. But AOC is a congressional version of an Instagram influencer. Think about what does an Instagram influencer who are most popular on Twitter typically look like? Relatively young, very good looking, fashionable, a desirable understanding of how to put themselves in the best possible light, which is mostly cosmetic in nature. And when I see AOC, every time I see her speak, I've never seen her make a statement where I thought to myself, oh, you know what? That's an interesting perspective. Let me think about that perspective and analyze why I don't think it's true. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they don't necessarily have any political beliefs that I really agree with, but at least I understand where their political leanings are coming from. AOC is virtually depthless. There is nothing of any particular substance behind what she is able to advocate for. And she isn't a particularly adroit defender of her perspectives. She is an Instagram influencer who happened to get elected to Congress. So, I am against confronting anyone in public about their political beliefs. But if you lecture everyone that they need to be going and criticizing and protesting based on politics, as AOC did, I don't think that you can try to play the victim when somebody is making a satirical video about you. And this would be the truth if it were me. 
If I were saying to you right now, go get in everybody's faces who you disagree with and you let them know that you're not going to stand for their political beliefs. If I said that, which I do not, and then someone got in my face and argued with me about my politics, it would be the height of hypocrisy for me to record that person saying those things to me and then demand that there be some consequences for them. So that's my take on Bootygate associated with AOC. I would just point out that if this guy had wanted to be even more satirical in his video, he would have said that AOC is his favorite big booty Latin X and also that she is his favorite breakfast taco. Uh, That would then, I think, have connected in a more uh, satirical vein even than what he did. And speaking of connecting, I saw this stat today and I thought it was really interesting. 70% of Hispanic voters, we've been talking about, speaking of AOC, Hispanic voters breaking away from AOC's Democrat Party and moving into the Republican realm. And why was that? Why is that happening? A big part of it is not necessarily Republicans. It's the choices that Democrats are making to push away that Hispanic community. And here, to me, was what crystallized that. 70% of Hispanic voters believe that the United States is the greatest country in the world. Let me repeat that. 70% of Hispanic voters believe that the United States is the greatest country in the world. Why would they believe that? Well, because they've often come from hellhole countries and risked their life to arrive in America and be able to uh, to breathe the fresh air of American freedom. If you lived in Venezuela or Cuba or many other Latin American countries and you had seen all of the depredations associated with the governments in your country, when you got to the United States you might well recognize that things were much better here and that would be why you were willing to potentially risk your life to get here. So if you got here and a political party was telling you America is the worst country ever, you might well feel a cultural sense of discontent where you don't fit in that Democrat party. Not to mention if they called you Latinx and said that you were like a bunch of breakfast tacos. But... 70% of Hispanic voters believe that America is the greatest country in the world. Do you know what percentage of progressive, woke, mostly white Democrats believe that America is the greatest country in the world? 28% of them. This is an astounding stat. 70% of Hispanic voters believe that America is the greatest country in the world Just 28% of mostly white progressive Democrats do. And so if you are wondering how in the world are Hispanics overwhelmingly uh, uh, fleeing from the Democrat Party and becoming Republicans, it would be well within your line of reason to think to yourself, wow, that disconnect, 28% of woke white liberals saying that, that this country is not the best in the world versus 70% of Hispanics who says it is the greatest. It's a pretty big deal. Hey, Clay Travis here. Hope you guys are enjoying OutKick. The show will have more coming back next. 
Uh, This story has me incredibly frustrated. A 69-year-old grandma, her name is Pamela Hemphill, has gone into a California prison. She's from Idaho. She got 60 days in jail for trespassing on January 6th. She went into the Capitol on January 6th. She is 69 years old. She currently, based on stories out there, is dealing with breast cancer. She got 60 days in jail. Almost no one in the riots that took place all summer long in 2020 where cities burned, where cops were assaulted, where looting was rampant, almost no one arrested got 60 days in any of those violent protests. Do you feel safer that a 69-year-old cancer-ridden grandma is going to jail in California for 60 days after she pled guilty to trespass and a judge threw the book at her to give her 60 days behind bars? This is an outrage. The Biden Justice Department should be disgusted with itself over punishing virtually no one out there for riots and protest and the mostly peaceful protests, the BLM riots of 2020. Yet a 69-year-old grandma, Pamela Hemphill, is in prison while she has cancer for 60 days. It is an outrage. Uh, I saw this stat. Speaking again of outrageous, the state of Nevada has not gone for a Republican in nearly 20 years. We've got a big Senate race going on there between Cortez Masso and Adam Laxalt. But right now, in the most recent poll from The Hill, both Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are up over Joe Biden in Nevada. If you want to pay attention to a state, huge Hispanic population there, Joe Biden has never really connected with the Hispanic population at all. If you want to pay attention to a state that is ripe to flip to the Republican Party, I would put the state of Nevada at the very top of the list. And I'm not counting Georgia or Arizona or Wisconsin or Pennsylvania in that list. I'm talking about a state that I believe the last time they voted for a Republican was 2004. You want a state that is potentially going to flip Nevada, and I would also put New Mexico in the mix there. Now, Minnesota also could be in play, but these are states that have traditionally been voting Democrat. Trump flipped Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. I think the Republican presidential candidate will win all three of those states in 2024. But I think if you want to talk about landslide building where it's not particularly close, Nevada and New Mexico are two states that are on the board that I think are ripe to flip back over after a long time of being in the Democrat camp to flip back over to Republicans alongside of Minnesota. Those are the states that I would point to. New Hampshire Maybe up there also is potentially flippable. Uh, But to me, the places that are most likely to flip, Nevada, New Mexico, Minnesota, 
that Harris poll that came out that has Trump up three and DeSantis up five has not gotten a lot of attention, but I think it should. The Republican candidate in 2024, early, early prediction, we're 30 months out-ish. I think there's a very good chance Nevada is going to flip in the uh, Senate. I think Adam Laxalt is going to win. And I also think there's a very good chance Nevada is going to flip to the Republican camp in 2024. Charles Barkley is potentially going to go to live golf. He is going to make the pitch. I think this is brilliant. Charles Barkley, the best former athlete to ever do media so far in the existence of the sports. All right? The sports. Uh, I put John Madden up there as obviously a former coach in terms of the impact. I would put Charles Barkley. I think you almost have to slide in Tony Romo in terms of how good he has been at breaking down everything in the world of the NFL as a former player now to be an analyst. I think you have to put Romo in there. Former athletes who are dominant in the media sphere are very, very rare. I think Barkley is the best of all time. And even though he is a very mediocre golfer, maybe awful golfer. In fact, we were watching the Pro-Am this weekend out in Lake Tahoe. And my wife said, hey, I Clay, I think Charles Barkley would beat you head-to-head. And it made me think to myself, I'm not even sure I can ever pick up a golf club again. And I haven't played golf very much. I don't think I've played golf in a year and a half. My wife was trying to argue, oh, you've been out and played golf a lot recently. The last time I played golf, I put some videos up. I believe was in February of 2021 when I played the Chameleon course down in uh, Mexico. I don't think I've played golf in a year and a half since. I need to get out. I'm supposed to play with a couple of buddies in the next uh, few days because I may be on a pro-am here soon. But I would love to challenge Barkley head-to-head. I think a battle between me and Charles Barkley would be riveting television. I'd have to get out on the course and get better. Also, also, I think Barkley would be a phenomenal commentator for the Live Tour. It would be brilliant if they could get him on that tour. I think he would be fantastic in terms of being an analyst uh, going forward in that spot. Ten Royals players. I said I meant to put on my Bo Jackson throwback Royals jersey, those baby blues, Bo Jackson, 1987, Future Stars, the wood-paneled tops cards. Man, I absolutely love that. Uh, I would love, I would love to have been wearing that shirt for this segment right now. I forgot the jersey. But props to the Kansas City Royals players, 10 of them, who are refusing to get the COVID shot and as a result are not able to play against the Toronto Blue Jays in this series in Canada right now. Uh, We've had a few different players speak out because Canada has this ridiculous rule that you have to have the COVID shot in order to be able to get into their country. I guess I can't even go to Canada. I'm going to be close to Canada at the end of this month. I'm going to be up in uh, Upper Michigan on vacation with my family. Uh, And in fact, my father-in-law lives across the river from uh, Canada. I can look and see Canada from the Detroit area. So uh, I guess I wouldn't even be allowed to step foot in Canada because I haven't gotten the COVID shot. But props to these Royals players 
for having the bravery to actually stand up for what they believe in and not be bullied into getting the COVID shot. Props to them. Uh, Tom Brady has come out and said, did you see these quotes? I wanted to make sure uh, that I got this 100% right here. Uh, Tom Brady came out and said the toughest thing about being a uh, about being a dad was uh, we have people that being rich. We have people that clean for us. We have people that make our food. We have people that drive us to the airport. If we need that, we get off a plane. There's people waiting there for us, and we get ushered in. That's my kid's reality, which is the hard part. Guys, this is not the way reality really is. He said, my wife grew up in rural Brazil, the farthest state south uh, uh, in uh, Rio Grande. Very small kind of farming town. Very simple girl. There are two bedrooms in the house, one for parents, one for her and her five sisters. Uh, he says he grew up in a middle-class family in California, and as a result, he's trying to teach his kids what is and what is not normal. And I totally understand. I totally understand this argument because one of the things I try to focus on is making sure that my kids understand what is normal and what is abnormal about the lives that we are fortunate enough to be able to, uh, to be involved in. Uh, and I think that is a big part of being a good parent, is making sure that your kids understand what is and what is not normal. And, uh, and it sounds crazy. There are certainly worse things by far than being wealthy, but having your kids be normal and understand and have perspective is important no matter where you're coming from. So I think Brady will get a lot of comments about this discussion, but I totally understand this in general. Finally, some of you may have seen me firing back. Rex Chapman may be the dumbest former NBA player on the planet. They got arrested for stealing $14,000 in gear from Apple, spends all day long on social media, and... He's just really, really a dumb guy. Like, there is no spark of intelligence behind his eyes. He tried to come after me over me sharing stories about the 10-year-old kid abortion case, but he did it in such an unintelligent way. I'm not even trying to talk trash about this. He is legitimately one of the dumbest human beings on the planet. If you want to be entertained, he's also racist and homophobic in his past tweets. Go check it out. If he followed all of the rules out there, he would have to cancel himself. Those are the rules of the woke. I am Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been OutKick, the show.